Oh, I hate, I, it's, it's not games that I'm bad at. Honestly, I'm fine with games that I'm just not good at. Games where I don't have like the knowledge base from life experience required to play. Those are hard. Like if it's a, if it's a music category game and it's like, name the title of a song. I'm Mm -hmm. like, I don't know. Or like when you're playing the stock market. Mm-hmm. And you lose thousands of dollars <laughs> when you invest in dry kidney beans. <laughs> like I don't know how to play this game. What? Te- someone teach me! I couldn't find the instructional guide. Everyone's just bullying me. <laughs> the fandom's really toxic. <laughs> I just remember any time. When I was at IO, people would be like, let's play the hotspot game where you jump into the middle of the circle and you start singing a song. And then when you're inspired, someone else jumps in. I would never jump in because I don't know any songs. Yeah, I don't recall you ever playing that game. But you could have just done did what Brandy did whenever you played that game and she just sang Wrecking Ball <laughs> every single time. You know, this song kind of reminds me of Wrecking Ball, <laughs> says the person who's only ever listened to Wrecking Ball. This song kind of reminds me of Wrecking Ball because we're playing the game Hotspot. <laughs> and that always reminds me of Wrecking Ball. <laughs> Welcome to a new edition of We Ain't Seen Nothing Yet. The game show where one of us is quizzed on a movie they haven't seen. And we both um, have hernias. <laughs> we're both in so much pain. <laughs> My hemorrhoids are flaring. And my hernias are busted. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm your co-host, Ethan. This is your other co-host. Wesley with the hernias. Uh, last week I was quizzed. Oh no, we have to do scores. Um, currently the scores are Wes has completed his trial and scored 44 points out of his predicted 47. I also just got my, uh, uh, my sentencing at trial and it was not guilty. Um, my sentence has yet to be completed, but the judge is throwing around 25 to life. <laughs> really playing with it, too. Like, they just keep interrupting the trial. Like, maybe this is a 24 years. Yeah. Well, I don't know. well, they're just not sure how long I'm going to live. They don't think I'm going to make it 25 <laughs> years in prison. Man, how better, better your hemorrhoids. <laughs> they're really, they're going to kill me before I get put behind bars again. They're slowly. They're, it's like it's like ivy. It's climbing up my back, and it's slowly starting to wrap around my neck. I I don't think that's hemorrhoid. I think that's an alien virus. Is it parasite? I think maybe you're a cast member of Venom Three. Ooh, I saw. I 
I've seen multiple posters for it now. I forgot it comes out this week. It will mm-hmm. it will have come out by the time this episode goes up. Supposedly. So you and I need to yeah, supposedly this time. <laughs> you and I need to have a conversation on if we're going to do anything about it. What are we going to do about this? What are we, we going to do to stop Venom 2? It came out earlier than I was prepared for. It's funny because I was talking to Daniel about uh, movies that he has watched recently. He watched Shang-Chi when it came out and I was like, oh yeah, I do have to watch that. Look at me who should be supporting more Asian Americans in cinema. And the first movie that I go back to watch is Venom, Let There Be Carnage. And I fully ignore Shang-Chi. Because that's what's going to happen. There needs to be more Woody Harrelson representations. He's not around enough. Anyway, in case anyone was wondering about my score, uh, I have 37.75 points. Out of my uh, predicted 40, uh, but we have yet to go over my quiz for War for the Planet of the Apes. And of course, Joy Benarski, our last guest host, uh, had a predicted score of two, and he scored one point. I may not beat you this episode, but I will be happy that Joey does, because (laughs) he's closer than you are. Whatever. Uh, We all know what happens to the losers of this podcast. They're sentenced 26 to life. Fuck. <laughs> it sucks I, for you because to... you'll survive. <laughs> no, a lot like, uh... oh, what's his name? Joey Bednarski. Much like Joey Bednarski, I have a lot of people after me and I might not make it if I go to prison. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're. Uh, I quizzed Ethan on War for the Planet of the Apes. Uh, in case you've forgotten, that's the third one. I think that's the clearest one because the uh, preposition in that statement is much clearer than the others. Mm-hmm. Dawn for the Planet of the Apes. I do remember a time when this movie was announced and it was War of the Planet of the Apes and then... They changed it. So that's a fun piece of trivia. <laughs> Sounds fun. You sound enthralled. Let's do a quick sync. Three, two, one. Hot tamale. Hot mama. And of course, when we hear that, uh, it's time to go over quiz results. Open-ended the questions. Quiz results start when the hot mama sings. <laughs> Happy birthday, Mr. President. <laughs> the hot mama. Is that when your hemorrhoids start to wrap around your throat? <laughs> um, of course, I was thinking of um, when Skylar was singing. Skylar sings. <laughs> <laughs> the most uncomfortable moment in all of Breaking Bad, including all the vicious violence. There's mm-hmm. one woman performing Happy Birthday, Mr. President, to a man that is not her husband. And all of her co-workers begging her to do it, as if she does have everyone. How did that start? Mm-hmm. How has like, there not oh, been she an has HR a really complaint? Good... <laughs> Yeah. 
Ethan, you would fire her. <laughs> I, I, I don't want to talk about that. I This is so fun. This podcast is my escape from my professional life. I don't have to be reminded that I have to fire you at the end of this episode. Fuck. Is it because I say happy birthday, Mr. President, to Joey? Yeah, and you started taking his shirt off. He didn't like that. Hey, to be fair, it was Steven's arms wrapping around the <laughs> webcam. <laughs> and you were ge- you were so gentle. <laughs> I would have been rougher, but Steven's hands are fragile. And that's why Steven's not getting fired. <sighs> also He's just getting he never a verbal warning. His W2. Uh <laughs> what do you know about this movie? Um, this was, um, uh, when you're answering this quiz based on, with good intentions. <laughs> um, I had forgotten that I was supposed to not have this. So you shouldn't be surprised that you get about half your points from this Shit. section. What do you know about it? You said it's working towards the 1960s movie, um, the army is coming from that mysterious base. The apes have to commit to the war, and Caesar will finish it. Uh, I give you half a point. Um, the apes aren't really... They're they are waging the war, but they, they want out. Caesar does kind of say, I didn't start this war, but... And then trails off. But it, they try several times to broker peace, and mm-hmm. I would say for most, I would say the war for the Planet of the Apes constitutes the first 15 minutes of this movie. Yeah. Beyond that, it's it's mostly attempted genocide. <laughs> right. Which we all know is not war. Uh, what are some of the themes of this movie? You said war equals bad. Uh, you gotta sacrifice for peace. Fuck. Uh, maybe monkeys have nukes. I gave you a full point. <laughs> I don't want it. Take it away. How can I? How can I talk myself out of this one? Um, maybe this movie is saying that war is good, and it's truly the only way to find the version of ourselves that we're supposed to be by unleashing what is negative within us. How is the simian virus affecting the surviving human population? You said, people are alive? (laughs) Their intellectual capacity is starting to go. Shit. So I gave you half a point. (laughs) (laughs) Because really the main symptom of what's going on is they're going mute. They keep mm-hmm. saying that they're devolving, but I'm not exactly sure. It, it doesn't. It never really yeah, shows what the, <laughs> what that looks like. There's so much cognition going on in the people that can no longer speak. One like, could almost you say see it's Woody Harrelson's character. <laughs> yeah, the colonel feels deep remorse, shame. He still knows attempts, what a gun is. <laughs> yeah, still knows how to fire it. Still remembers his relationship with Caesar. Like, there's nothing about him that is devolved other than him losing the ability to speak. And a little bit of a bloody nose. Yeah, but somehow that's enough for him to go, that's it. (laughs) What are the two major goals of Caesar in this movie? 
He said, uh, to protect and prepare his sons and to end the war at any cost. I gave you a full point. (laughs) Well, uh, you can't really say his goal is to protect his sons. Spoilers, he only has one for a majority of this film. Yes, it's true. But he he really tries to do whatever he can to rescue Cornelius. Okay, so one thing I... (laughs) This this has nothing to do with the plot or anything in the movie. I was just looking at um the credits. Had no idea that Judy Greer was playing Cornelia, his wife. And oh. I think that's wild. I don't know who that is. Uh Judy Greer, did you watch Arrested Development? Nope. Um I don't know if you've ever seen anything with Judy Greer in it then. Oh wait, no, I recognize her. Yeah. What have I seen her in? Robot Chicken. No, she was in Lady Dynamite. Mm, that makes sense. She's been in Comedy Bang Bang. Modern She's Family. So <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, I've seen her in a lot of stuff. Still not the weirdest monkey pull, though. And of course, we can talk more about later um, the implications of Caesar having a son named Cornelius. What implications? Oh, we'll talk about or is it, it later. just Is it just weird that one of his sons is named Blue Eyes and the other one has a name? <laughs> hey, you don't have a right to criticize ape culture. All I right. just like that the first one is named Blue Eyes. Like, oh, I got nothing for the first one, but let's try again and I'll get something better the second draft. What callbacks from the original Planet of the Apes movie are featured in this one? Uh, You said hopefully the doctrines with the monkey faith would be finally explored. They're not. Nope. But you could start to see uh, Caesar kind of become a Christ-like figure. (laughs) Caesar's been a Christ-like figure. He's not starting to. He literally died and was resurrected in the last movie. For sure. Um, dumb humans. I mean, we did see him crucified multiple times in this movie. Yes. Uh, dumb humans in cages. We don't see that. Uh, and you said there was no way, but maybe, possibly, who knows, spaceship. <laughs> <laughs> there, were, there was no spaceship. <laughs> so, uh, you're coming out of open ended with three and a half points. <laughs> I already won. <laughs> Multiple choice, uh, who plays the movie's main antagonist, the Colonel. Uh, This was still when you were trying hard, and you guessed it would be Tom Hardy. Mm -hmm. But of course, as we've already talked about, it was Woody Harrelson. This was during, this is just before the fall of Woody. One could say the beginning of it. He's still very good in this movie. Yeah, yeah. He is a very effective actor. I was surprised when I went into this movie. I was like, ah, I really don't know if Woody Harrelson's the right person for this role. But I was surprised by his performance. And then I went into it with the same hesitation when I rewatched it my second time <laughs> last week. But he was good. Yeah, he was good. Um, He's... I think maybe John Lithgow is standing the best human character in the series. Yeah, for sure. Um, he plays 
yeah, I don't know. He like fully embodies the kind of unhinged military type and has like he's also one of the I think one of the better written villains besides Koba. Mm-hmm. Him having just like this nonsensical ideology. Yeah, nonsensical ideology that would certainly never appear in United States history. Yeah. It couldn't happen. It, uh... Fascism in my America? <laughs> can't happen here <laughs> what do the humans call the apes who are aiding in the human cause was was the correct answer even a choice i can't remember yeah yeah uh you this was when you started answering what you thought would be in fact wrong okay um, good so you answered bananas but you thought it might be bonzos but the correct answer is donkeys donkeys yeah doesn't really make sense to me why they call them donkeys. Because they're like treated like pack mules, kind of. I... And it was also I was reading <laughs> I was reading trivia about this movie afterwards. And it's also uh the the director said, Matt Reeves said it was a homage to Donkey Kong. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. I was like, the only thing could be Donkey Kong. Yeah. Who we all know is now Seth Rogen. But <laughs> there's there's a part where they also go King Kong is down when they think that they've killed Caesar. Mm-hmm. But then they keep calling donkeys. I'm like, there's a clear Donkey Kong parallel here. This is a universe in which Donkey Kong existed and they weren't doing this before. You know, but and even though society has almost entirely collapsed in the Planet of the Apes, Nintendo still has that copyright. <laughs> Mm-hmm. so people people are afraid to even say donkey kong trust me if plan of the apes happened to japan uh nintendo really just usurped authority <laughs> just completely ignoring the fact that the creators of king kong did sue nintendo <laughs> over naming donkey kong i could see how they arrived at it independently um <laughs> they didn't what does caesar find at the human military base you said that there was absolutely no way that they would find a rudimentary statue of liberty which is why you (laughs) picked that as your answer yep you were really concerned that there would be an ape human (laughs) hybrid (laughs) i said okay let me be clear i didn't say that there would be an ape human hybrid I said it was slightly more <laughs> likely than a Statue of Liberty because I could rationalize creating some ape-human hybrid within this universe for the sake of humanity's survival. I could not see any reason for humans to build a second Statue of Liberty. That serves no purpose. Someone hasn't gone to... No, I'm thinking of the Eiffel Tower. Well, doesn't Las Vegas, doesn't the Las Vegas Strip have a Statue of Liberty Yes, too? there is a second Statue of Liberty, but that's not on a military base. Well, who knows? Maybe, you know, with their crazy nationalism and stuff, they they would have built one. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I thought it was cool. That was cool. No, he really tripped him up. He selected it, so, no. <laughs> <laughs> Who is the colonel the also? Right <laughs> who is the colonel also? Oh, the right answer is an ape labor camp. Ah, yeah. 
build that wall. I think it would have made more sense for them to have a nuclear bomb as well as an ape labor camp, but... Yep. Whatever. We're going to build a wall and the apes are going to pay for it. <laughs> Not with money, but with their lives. Not with... <laughs> <laughs> Who is the Colonel Alt? What? Why wouldn't they feed them or give them water? It's minimal resources. Why weren't they doing that before? It's not like they can capture an infinite amount of apes. Or that apes can survive for, you know, more than a couple weeks without food. Do you understand what genocide is? (laughs) 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 Like, they're going to get labor out of them for as long as they can, but they don't give a shit if they die or live. I don't understand. I don't know. I don't know how you could just let something die like that. It doesn't make sense. But I'm the type of guy who buys rechargeable batteries, so and lives in a commune. Who is the colonel also fighting uh, besides the apes? Fuck! Did I get this right, or did I just predict what the correct answer would be and then select the wrong answer after intuiting that? You selected what you thought would be the wrong answer, which is another unrelated group of apes. Okay. But you did think the right answer would be the remaining U.S. military, which is correct, but I did not give you the point because you very specifically yes. wanted one now, answer. It's really weird when the extra military organization comes in and the sheer number of people <laughs> right. that they send and are alive. <laughs> How do you think about how they all died? Good. <laughs> I mean, it helps explain. <laughs> yeah, the the reason that humanity is all gone and doesn't have any weapons is because the entire remaining U.S. military went after one guy and they all died in an avalanche. <laughs> the avalanche sequence was cool. It was. It was cool. Uh, what ape shenanigans do we see in the third act of the movie? Uh, you said, I think you said that you thought the correct answer would be that the apes are using mounted machine guns. Yeah, I thought that would be the correct answer. But, uh, the donkey is just, uh, helping load the machine gun. And you thought the incorrect answer would be ape throwing grenades. I gave you apes singing a song of solidarity, and you could have easily <laughs> selected that. I honestly should have picked that, because an ape does throw grenades. Yes. Uh, and then extra credit. I don't know why. I thought I thought maybe apes were developing music at this stage <laughs> of their development. I thought, not only, not only does an ape throw a human-made grenade, apes in the beginning of this movie throw ape-made grenades. Mm-hmm. Extra credit, where did the apes end up at the end of the movie? Uh, you said NYC, baby. <laughs> uh, that's wrong. I think it's uh, supposed to be just like the Southwest. It looks like... like It's past the Colorado Basin. I did read that. Yes. It's past the Colorado Basin. It's interesting, though, because that lake bed does look like the one from the 1960s planet of the apes it is it is uh it's where they filmed the 1960s okay that's what i thought and i thought it was really cool to see it from a different angle Mm -hmm. but now that does beg the question 
Oh, they just went to La- they went to the Las Vegas Statue of Liberty. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I just rewatched the 1960s Planet of the Apes with Takara last night, and I realized in that movie for the first time that they they struggle with explaining or showing passages of time. They do very much so. There's there's a point in it where after um, Charlton Heston speaks then it cuts to him in a cage and then he's brought to the trial and he's like where have you been it's been over a week <laughs> um mm-hmm. and i'm like oh it has been so it makes me wonder uh oh are we supposed to believe that it's been a huge trip at the end of the movie too like from ape city to but like it's it's so weird that Especially because we don't talk about where Ape City is at the end of this movie. Getting from there to New York takes forever. I think they picked the wrong... Yeah. First of all, wrong choice to set these prequels in San Francisco. I think that was just a bad idea. I think someone had the idea of the Redwoods and Apes and decided to run with it. And then had no way to get it to work (laughs) from that point on. I mean, it's the closest thing to a rainforest in the continental United States, I think. Right. I But I feel like the, the implication in the original Planet of the Apes is that the reason why Ape City looks like it's kind of like an arid area is because of the nuclear, like, fallout. Yeah, exactly. But the, no, there's no nuclear fallout, no nuclear event ever. Yeah. In the prequels. But when I was watching the movie again, it seemed like there was maybe room for if we do see more when we do see more of these part of the apes. Unfortunately, movies. we will be seeing more. Uh it seemed like there was when they were describing the Forbidden Zone that apes were aware or, or were present during the event. Mm-hmm. Like they were in Ape City at the time of the event that the Forbidden Zone began. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. It just second statue of yeah. second statue of liberty. It's really the only way out of this. <laughs> I'm sure all of our listeners are enthralled by this conversation. <laughs> they care about the deep lore of these movies. All the ape heads are like, <laughs> if you give a shit and you want to talk to us about this, everyone that listens to this show knows us personally. Message Wes and not me because you weren't going to message me anyway. Uh, you said... Would I like to talk about it? Yes. I just don't readily assume anyone's going to talk to me about it. I'll pass along messages. Um, you said that this movie would use James Franco in the opening montage legally. Uh, of course, no, that is not true. It's not there at all. Opening montage is trying to explain away the titles of these movies. It was the, it was the 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 rise of the ape virus, and then the dawn of ape, ape civilization. civilization. And now we're and in a now war, war <laughs> for their survival for the plan. Yeah. Yes, it's still hard. It doesn't make it any easier. They tried, though. They at least put in an effort to explain it. Good effort. Good effort. 
You get a participation medal for sure. Uh, you said it is false that the movie features an origin story for Nova. <laughs> so, this is where I... <laughs> I don't know. I truly do not know <laughs> if this is supposed to be Charlton Neston's Nova. There is a There is a mute woman character young girl named who's given the name nova after the chevrolet nova yes (laughs) but then in the 1960s movie she doesn't have blonde hair but it could also be dirt Mm -hmm. but charlton heston's the one who gives her gives her the name noma yeah I think that doing that in this movie was a bad idea. <laughs> right. It just causes a lot of confusion. And which also brings me to the fact that Caesar's son's name is Cornelius is also the name of the male chimpanzee scientist in the Planet of the Apes oh. movies. No, 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 no. <laughs> Not possible. <laughs> it Okay. There... This this prequel trilogy did not do a good enough job explaining the possibility for us to get from the prequels of current day to the 1960s movie mm-hmm. for any character that is alive in the prequels to also be alive when the spaceship lands. <laughs> it's not enough time. Because, what is that, Ape War? It's 15 years between, yeah. da- between Rise and War. That's not enough time. And let me see when Charlton Heston's supposed to land. Because, like... what? Because there was a year that he was... Supp- at most, with Nova's age and Cornelius's age, it can be an additional 15 years. <laughs> uh, Doesn't Planet of the Apes take place in, like, 2009? It takes place in 39-78. <laughs> Okay, so I think we should assume that these are just names that get passed down. But Charlton Heston named Nova! Yeah. (laughs) Maybe that was his car. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, I used to drive a Chevy Nova. (laughs) I used to wish I could make love to it, so now I'll make love to you. It doesn't actually have anything to do with the fact that I've gone to space and seen the stars. It's just a car that I loved. Honestly, wouldn't be out of character. (laughs) No. Uh, You said it was false that the entire U.S. military would be wiped out by a flash flood. That was, in fact, false, so you did get an accidental point. (sighs) Yeah, it's the avalanche that destroys them. Mm Mm-hmm. It is cool. It is. But I was thinking that it would be a flood. Because they lead you to believe that will happen. Yeah, and the, the whole last movie was about a dam and all that, so it makes sense. But what is vo- uh, snow, if not water? It's a flood of frozen water. <laughs> Hold on. Let me tell you about the water cycle, champ. Like, what? <laughs> The secret side of the water cycle that they don't teach you about in school. It's called freezing. If you don't stop talking, I'm going to (laughs) cry. You said it's true that the movie finally features an ape human kiss, but it is far grosser than the original. (laughs) 
That doesn't happen, thank God. <laughs> uh, you also said it was false that Maurice begins a rudimentary religion, so you <sighs> did get a point for that. I could argue that the religion does start here, because he... What is Maurice if not the person who contextualizes Caesar's story and turns it into the origin for the apes? Like sure. he is he is the paragon he's the first sentient ape. He is the the paragon of their moral compass. This is the origin. And throughout all these movies, we do kind of see them through um Maurice's point of view. Because he's the confidant. And it's kind of weird that he doesn't speak a lot. It's because he's listening. Yeah, so I think this would be true in the next movie. If it's done well. If it's done well, that's, that should happen. But the thing is, this movie was done well. So Maurice is creating the religion <laughs> in this movie. All the breadcrumbs are there for the next movie. But... <laughs> But it's those breadcrumbs haven't been lumped together with glue into a loaf yet. <laughs> Nobody's hot gluing these crumbs together yet for a tasty, tasty religious loaf. It's chewy. <laughs> tough. It's very tough. You know, putting some peanut butter on it does help a little bit. But sometimes you do choke on the glue. <laughs> you also said it was true that the movie would end with a cliffhanger of the spaceship flying across the night sky. That is, in fact, Star Wars The Last Jedi. <laughs> yes. This movie. Oh, man. I was so scared, though, because they do pan up to the sky. And I had this question in my mind the whole movie. And I was like, they better fucking not. <laughs> it's been 16 years. That's not enough time. <laughs> Over the course of Taylor's ship landing, they will build their city <laughs> and culture. Like, it can't be called Planet of the Apes. It, at most, Nation of the Apes. <laughs> city of the Apes. City. It's City of the Apes right now, it, where we've left off. But I know the existence of Bad Ape tells us that other apes are becoming mm-hmm. more aware. Like there's some kind of morphogenetic field theory. Uh, well, I picked it up as like the the simian virus is being passed back to apes. Uh, I hadn't thought about it that way. From humans? That does make more sense than what I was thinking. <sighs> For you Zero Time Dilemma fans, we'll say it's the morphogenetic <laughs> field. Okay. For those of you, for a hundred percent of you who are listening to this podcast, <laughs> ignore what I just said. To the hundreds of you listening to this podcast. Uh, okay, then the screen grab. You said this was a nuclear bomb dropping on San Francisco and they're escaping. <laughs> that isn't the picture at all. <laughs> Explain what this picture is. It's bad ape, baby. It's the best <laughs> new ape. But explain what he's doing. Bad ape. <laughs> He's essentially the Dobby of apes. <laughs> How dare you? He's the hero of these apes. Dobby's no hero. Dobby's a coward. <laughs> um, Dobby was a hero. Is... He never would have served the Malfoys. <laughs> D- 
Dobby chose to be a slave. Uh, who am I? Kanye West. Mm. Um, yeah, this is Bad Ape helping all of the adult apes escape from their imprisonment by climbing through a little hole in the ground and poking his head out to say hello. <laughs> Bad Ape is the comedic relief that the last movie was missing. <laughs> yes. He's incredible, though. He is. So, I don't know if I should talk about this. You tell me if I delete this after I, t- if I, t- after I tell this story. The whole time I, I saw Bad Ape the first time, I was like, oh, yeah, Bad Ape's Chinese. <laughs> he sounds vaguely Asian, and I think that's cool. <laughs> and then I looked up who's playing him. An actor I do respect and have also thought was Asian. It's Steve Zahn. <laughs> Who you might not know. Well, let me look him up. Uh, he's definitely not Chinese. Oh, I recognize him. Uh, yeah, you recognize him from Wild Hogs. <laughs> do I? Yes, you do. <laughs> uh, now, Steve Zahn's not Chinese, but I've said before, he can be Chinese. He could be. <laughs> he's allowed. Oh, he was in Stuart Little, too. He was in Stuart Little 2? He was in Stuart Little 2, <laughs> but he also was in Stuart Little 2. <laughs> so he was in Stuart Little 2-2. Two, two. He was in Stuart Little's 2-2. Two, two. <laughs> <laughs> Messing around down there. <sighs> I did not uh, picture Bad Ape as having any... Uh, I didn't pick up on the accent. Um... <laughs> well, he wasn't doing one. That was just me... <laughs> Fishing for representation in a movie that did not have anything for me. Again, there are movies with proper representation that you're choosing not to watch. <laughs> Actively not watching Shang-Chi. <laughs> I, I will go to movie theaters now. I could. I just won't. Uh, Alright, so... um. I think I'll save the the score for after we talk about whether you would rewatch this movie. Well, I'm already looking right. at it, so I'm going to look at something else. What is would you rewatch this movie? Uh yeah, I would. Uh I actually like this one quite a bit. Honestly, not that I didn't like the last one. I do think I like this more than it's like a little bit better than both Rise and Dawn to me. Because I feel like it, it tells the story that it wants to tell mm-hmm. in a really smart way. Surprisingly, a very smart movie. <laughs> I mean, is this surprising? I feel like Dawn was a pretty smart movie, too. And It is, it is. But like, Rise was smart as so... well, but in its own way. It was different. The dumbest decision in... in uh, rise was to cast james franco as a scientist and is why it is the worst movie in the trilogy <laughs> you had john lithgow right there mm-hmm. he could have been trying to Just cure cast his, his own son dementia cast john lithgow's negative charismatic son that was in third rock from the sun huh? he plays um one of the kids in uh his class oh 
He looks exactly like John Lithgow, <laughs> but he's like, what if John Lithgow was a terrible actor? <laughs> I always think John Lithgow is a J-O-N John, because I feel like that's classier. <laughs> he seems like he would be a J-O-N John. Ian Lithgow? I don't know if that's the... That might be the right yeah. one. Oh, God. <laughs> he yeah, look- he looks exactly like John Lithgow, but worse. <laughs> he looks like a cross between John Lithgow and Jay Leno. <laughs> <laughs> Which, at the end of the day, is just a worse John Lithgow. <laughs> better, better Jay Leno. <laughs> <laughs> Still better Jay Leno. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but they should have had him playing James Rico's character. Yeah. <laughs> Even though he's just so much older <laughs> than James Rico. Yeah, but I, I really like this movie. I would rewatch it. It's smart. I love Bad Ape. Uh, I texted you. If anything happens to Bad Ape, I'll kill everyone in this room <laughs> and then myself. Uh, he's a great character. I love him. He's a perfect coward. His introduction is really cool because mm-hmm. it seems like a human doing shit. Right. Nah, it's just monkey. <laughs> I really like the Western vibe of this movie. Um, What do you mean by that? I mean, it's kind of the... I mean, the whole Western aesthetic of a posse going to mm. uh, try and stop the bad guy. And they're mm. uh, traversing through treacherous conditions. Uh, they're in dangerous yeah. territory. I need to go through more, like, modern Western stuff. And I'm not fucking talking about Cry Macho. I will never watch a Clint Eastwood movie. Um, But, yeah, I I love the crew. Because I've been waiting for the course of these three movies to see Maurice and Rocket and Caesar and Gorilla of the Day (laughs) (laughs) do something. Right, um... They kill every. <laughs> it's time for it's time for me to. Here's critical race theory for the Blood of the Apes. <laughs> How come the gorilla always dies? I texted Wes about this. He didn't respond because he, I probably this is probably unhinged. <laughs> There's a major gorilla character in every single movie, and they always die. Hey, but we got an albino one this time. <laughs> He dies! <laughs> Do you think that was inspired he... by Rampage? <laughs> no. <laughs> it wasn't inspired by Rampage because the, for, A, that movie hadn't come out yet, and B, in the original Rampage games, you can't play as a white gorilla. Hmm. Then why do I You play as a blue it? wolf? <laughs> because you were writing your Rampage fan fiction, mm. which... They adapted into the Dwayne the Rock right. Johnson movie, right. which is why you sued them, just like the Spider Man family. Um, oh, right, the Ditkos. Now, let's make it clear: I'm on the Ditko family's side here. I'm not on Disney's side, but I'm on the Ditko side. The Dick Corporation. <laughs> The corporation actively working to rehabilitate Richard Nixon's image. (laughs) (laughs) 
which you can see in the election uh, of 19... Donald Trump. <laughs> you can see reflected in Donald Trump and the 1980 Meg Ryan, Diane Keaton, and Lisa Kudrow movie, Hanging Up. <laughs> written by Nora and Delia Efron. It's a terrible film. Excellent. Uh... <laughs> And I would rewatch this movie too. Um, it was better than I remember it being. Uh, I think I watched this movie. This came out. I think I want to say either the a few weeks before I went off to college, or a few weeks before I went back to college. My uh, after my freshman year. Either way, I was in a weird place. Probably, <laughs> I didn't enjoy this movie properly. You were not in Monkey Town. I was not in Monkey Town. I was in Mad Town. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there are two inside you. There are two towns, constantly vying for power. Um, and would you watch this movie with the boys? I don't think I would watch this movie with the boys. I honestly really enjoyed watching this movie on my laptop, with my headphones in, laying down on the floor of my closet. (laughs) Weirdly, it's the most immersed I've been in a movie in a very long time. (laughs) (laughs) I was down for it. I agree, too. I feel like this is a good movie to just chill with. Like, I watched this one with Takara, and that was a lot of fun. I watched all of these movies with Takara, and it was fun to show it to her. But I wouldn't watch this with a group of people, I don't think. This movie is too solemn, too heady for a full and solemn for a full group of people. You see apes get crucified in a way that's not a joke. <laughs> like it's it's still weird. <laughs> I th- but I like to take that that that's for me. That's not for a group. If that was with a group of people, you're making fun of ape cru- crucifixion for the whole movie. <laughs> and that's the thing about the Planet of the Apes movies. To some degree, yes, you can make fun of them, but not during. wait till after yes it's stupid that this little girl carries around the side plate of a Chevy Nova for the entire movie and unveils it for no reason yes it's stupid that uh, Woody Harrelson gets the monkey flu from picking up a doll (laughs) and then drinks so much that it looks like he's pissed himself before trying to shoot him in the head that's hilarious but not during the movie. <laughs> Leave it be. During the movie, it's it's very serious and intense. Uh, yeah. So now we can finally reveal after this break. If I'm starring, so is it. My, so is my Tate my Tateworm. And we're back. <laughs> we're here with my pet tapeworm. Uh, we're talking my score, and then we'll just chat about this season and maybe... Try and figure out... Wes and I need yeah. to talk about what's coming next, <laughs> but, but no. we don't know if you're going to be privy to that or not. I think we should do sequels. Sequels? I mean, it would be a good way we could start with Venom to... And then I can quiz you on Frozen 2. Well, I don't have any sequels for you, though. You, what? 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 Tangle 2? Oh, you. wait. 
Oh, right. The good one didn't get a sequel. Sister Act 2. Got a TV show. I'm not doing that. I told you. And I've told the audience I will not do it. The Godfather 2. You have to pay for that one. I'm trying to save money this time. I'm trying to spend. I'm trying to... I, I would like to do either kids movies or classics i think okay well either of those Classics. we could incorporate venom too and both of them fit into venom the thing is venom is a catch-all movie <laughs> i like how i'm looking at uh our lists of movies how we organize them we had a superhero movies <laughs> it just says venom <laughs> <laughs> We didn't do that. We yeah. sure didn't. <laughs> All right. So uh, we can reveal. Well, no, we're, let's hold on. Let's just talk about what our favorite <laughs> movies with the bros were that we saw. All right. Out of all of them, what movies would we feel most inclined to rewatch? Um. I mean, my f- my favorite one that you showed me, I think, is still War uh, for the Planet of the Apes. Uh, I would be excited. <laughs> While I was watching, I was excited for a potential sequel. And now that I know who's in charge, I'm no longer <laughs> excited. Uh, who? What did he direct again? Divergent? Was it the Divergent? The Maze, Maze Runner. Runner. Not Di- Divergent is worse than the Maze Runner. <laughs> Maze Runner. I get them confused. I don't know what the Maze Runner is. Okay, so here's here's the reason that Divergent is the dumbest thing in the world. And the audience, I apologize. Wes, you're going to have to describe this for them. But the, this is how combat looks in Divergent. So you're just like fighting with elbows? <laughs> it's all elbows. <laughs> arms on the shoulders. And it's like a lot of elbow uppercuts. <laughs> Why? I feel like the elbow is the most prone bone to break. <laughs> Not only does it break, but... If you try to move your shoulder, your shoulder is the only way that you can yeah. get like any real power into your elbow unless, you know, you're twisting your waist like you should for any punch. But it's just you're chicken winging people. This isn't enough. Like you, you're probably not going to get hurt, but this isn't going to do shit to anybody. I want to see a Wolverine movie where the claws come out of the elbows. <laughs> well, that's uh, that one guy in... Uh, X-Men Origins Wolverine. Oh, Ryan Reynolds. No! <laughs> oh, wait, does he? No, his come out of, like, his palms, I think. No, 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 He gets two katanas that just come out of the center oh. knuckle. That's what he gets. Are you talking about the guy who plays then Porcupine? The... I think his character's in. No, not the Porcupine. That's X3. <laughs> um, I'm thinking of the guy he fights while running in the woods. Who gets like big bee stingers that come out of his elbows and then he throws them at people. Yeah, porcupine. Uh... No, that's not. (laughs) Porcupine hugs a woman to death. Yeah, we're talking about the same movie, same character. (laughs) And was the only Asian superhero that, only Asian super character I knew about for a very long time. And now that I have one, I'm not going to watch their movie. Because. Hashtag porcupine forever. (laughs) Porcupine, let there be carnage. I hear now that Disney bought out uh, Fox, they're developing a porcupine movie. (laughs) 
People don't realize that um, this is actually me stealth marketing because I, I'm playing Porcupine. <laughs> Uh, anyway, War for the Planet of the Apes is my favorite one that you showed me, and then Twenty One Jump Street I still think is is very good, and I would always watch that movie. Yeah, I think hmm. I really do like War for the Planet of the Apes, but I think Dawn is still my favorite because I just like the the tension throughout it um, between the two parties, and but. I feel like I do. I did end up liking Woody Harrelson's villain more than Koba in the end. Um, or Carver. Who? <laughs> Hat guy who gets killed by Koba for sitting in the truck. Oh, <laughs> yes. Um, and then out of the movies you showed me, I think, I don't know. It would have to be either 21 Jump Street or Super Bad. 22 Jump Street, again, fell asleep during. I have to give that one another shot at some point when it's available somewhere. Um, you should. I just realized that I know I now own uh, two copies of 21 Jump Street, so I may mail you one. Takara would appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, because you made her sell the other one. How could I have known? <laughs> Check the box! Open up the case. Check both Check both boxes. Um, 21 Jump Street's fun. I do think Superbad is more up my alley. I do like uh, coming-of-age movies. I have a soft spot That's so weird because you sounded so much more down on Superbad than you did 21 Jump Street. Yeah, I think maybe with time I'm reflecting on it better. I don't know. Because I remember the, I the entire enjoy, time we talked well, about yeah, Superman. I, I just really enjoyed the whole um, McLovin. I feel like that's the the coming-of-age story I want to see. Just like a completely unhinged coming-of-age story that's not bound Got by it. reality. <laughs> a fever dream as you... A, a, a fever dream building Skoman, if you will. <laughs> Took the words right out of my mouth. Uh, and then any favorite characters, any ones that stand out? Bad Ape. Yeah, Bad Ape's good. Of course. Um, Buck, who sacrificed himself for this country <laughs> by taking down that helicopter and being the first gorilla to die. <laughs> Setting a precedent. <laughs> <laughs> trying to think of background characters, because all the main characters in 21 Jump Street are pretty good. And that just kind of goes without saying. Um, Bakugan. <laughs> Not the guy playing Bakugan, just the concept of Bakugan. I would have to say I appreciated... Hmm, I don't know. I feel kind of uncomfortable saying anyone from the 21 Jump Street movies was a favorite character because they're all like... Because they're all... They're all bad. <laughs> <laughs> They're all bad people. Bad people. Maybe I will say Ice T's daughter. <laughs> <laughs> First or the of villain. All, not I'll Ice T. Ice Cube. The... Ice Cube. <laughs> what if it was Ice T? Ice T and Ice Cube should be in a movie together, and it's crazy they haven't been yet. I said Ice T because I have a I have a shirt that my sister gave me 
that mm. is a glass and it's filled with ice tea's face and then there are ice cubes mm-hmm. of ice cubes face on it so i get mm-hmm. them mixed up now it's a good shirt you've literally mixed them together yes. wait what uh <laughs> you've created a hybrid the first cube tea hybrid and that was the hybrid we saw in Planet of the Apes. As well as the John Lithgow, John Jay Leno hybrid. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then out of the Planet of the Apes movies... Malcolm. <laughs> Malcolm's son. <laughs> Mal- Hope uh, he's still out there drawing. <laughs> <laughs> he made it. He survived. And finally, we will reveal the predictions were uh, Ethan would get 40 points total. I would get 47. Joey would get two. I came up with 44, three points short. And Joey, if you text either of us right now, the show is not live, but if you text either of us right now, you could get a point. I'll wait. If you text me a thumbs up right now, I'll give you a point. I'll wait. Nothing came in. I I know we heard it, but nothing came in. (laughs) And finally, Ethan had a predicted score of 40, but his final score was 44 and a quarter. So, if you think about it, I did win by just a hair, beating out West by a quarter of a point. But, of course, the true winner at the end of the day is the person who gets closest without going over. <laughs> That's never been the case. Uh, and that is... There have always been a potential to win twice. And that is... Guest host Joy Benarski. <laughs> Joy Benarski. Congratulations, our first guest host victory here on We Ain't Seen Nothing Yet. I also think first person to come within a point of their prediction. Keep in mind, mm-hmm. he could have just said his prediction was one. <laughs> he did make his prediction after taking his first quiz, which we all do. We all do that. Although he did. He did also know he would not be taking another quiz for the rest of the show. Uh, finally, what do we want to do next? We could do the children's movies. Uh, we could do we could do some kiddies movies, movies for the kids. So, what movies uh, would I show you, Matilda? Yeah, I was wondering if you wanted to do, uh live action children's movies because i feel like you've seen more than them more of those and i could do the animated ones and we can still save frozen 2 for later unless you really want to do it save frozen 2 um which means i think i need one more right so i have matilda babe the sandlot nanny mcphee I think the other children's movie I'm going to show you is one from my childhood that I watched. Tell me if you've seen it. Blank Check? 
I actually haven't seen Blank Check. Is that the movie with Richie? No, Richie Rich is the movie with Richie Rich. (laughs) I'm going to put Blank Check on the list. It's on Disney+. (laughs) Blank Check? There's a whole podcast called the Blank Check Podcast. I've never listened to it. Um, So all all of my guesses for Blank Check are going to be based on what the concept for that podcast is. All right, so kids' movies are coming next. I think that'll be fun. All right. And then, did you want to do anything with the Star Wars anime, or do you just want to watch them? I think... Because here's here's where we're yeah. at right now. We're stuck. The Star Wars anime released this week. Venom releases at the end of this week. Do we want to do something for both of them, or just one of them? So, I think we should just watch the Star Wars anime separately. As for Venom Carnage, I I don't know when I'll be able to see it. This next week, I'm going to be out of town in Galena for a wedding, Saturday through okay. Monday. So I might okay. need to take a week off. Okay, that's fine. But I, if we still wanted to see Venom <laughs> the opening weekend, I guess I could try and go see it. Friday night opening night. <laughs> we do have to do a quiz before sure, it. Sure. So we would have to make that like early this week. If you wanted to, we we could just make a quiz tonight and then record it tomorrow. If if you want to do that. And even then, we would just have a quiz on file whenever we have free time to watch Venom again. I don't know if I'll have time to record tomorrow. Okay. Tomorrow's the... I, I'm at a school that goes until four. Mm, okay. Fuck, I have a job interview tomorrow, but that's early. I'd be back before then. Uh, So let's... That's not going in. No one can know I'm interviewing for jobs. Uh, so let's say we just take a week off, we see, we record the quiz for Venom 2 next week, and okay. then we see it the second week it's <laughs> it's available. Yeah. Okay, I like that. Um, people, the audience doesn't have to know. It, it could have just been me taking, so you're, we'll take a week, we'll re- release this episode, wait a week, one after that, we'll be back with Venom. Yeah. Okay, cool. So audience, you heard it here. This is going to be the last episode for a little bit. We'll be back in two weeks with Venom, Let There Be Carnage. And then we're going to get back into children's movies. Get back in. We've done a couple of them before. I guess not. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of We Ain't Seen Nothing Yet. Follow us on Facebook. Uh, or don't uh, follow us on Twitter at We Ain't Seen It. On Twitter, you can follow me at Powerful Goose or on Letterboxd at E Geese. You can follow Wesley on either platform at Baby Wesley. And remember, the hemorrhoids are coming. Be careful. They're spreading. <laughs> Bye.